Wesley on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. I also have a complete understanding of why the NFL is doing what it's doing. I just think, from my perspective, Bruce, that the NFL thinks that it's doing the country a service and not a disservice by having this draft. What I would like to see, personally, is uh, seven rounds in seven days. Mm-hmm. You know, and put it on TV, on because you said like ESPN and and NFL Network are starving for content. Yes, they are starving for content. If there's one thing we've learned the last few nights, it is that people will watch great games, even if they're games that they know the results of. Cavs Warriors from 2016, and last night Texas USC from 2006. Mr. Spielman, you are right. People are starved for content. I love your idea about the NFL draft, seven rounds over seven days. I wish I could take credit for that and say that was mine. I heard that somewhere else. But, uh, you know, the Cavs Warriors, Warriors still won that, by the way, right? Uh, Sorry about it. They did not. Oh, darn it. All right. I thought we could get a replay. Yeah. LeBron actually showed up for that. Yeah, he did. The block, the shot. Although ESPN didn't show Kyrie making the shot. They went to commercial. They came back, and the game jumped from, like, a minute 10 left to 20 seconds after Kyrie had already hit the shot. You you don't show the game-winning shot. Yeah. That's that's fine. Showed it on replay. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of the Spielman Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. This will be a fun podcast today because we get to give away money. And, uh, boy, we want to thank all of you who have nominated people. We had uh, just shy of 50 entries this week, combining with our entries from other weeks. So the bucket is getting full with potential uh, winners. And we have good news. Uh, And we should discuss this on air because, I tell you, I read these stories and I'm like, oh, wow. uh, We don't rate them. We put them all in the hat. But I'm like, wow, I I hope that person wins. I hope that person wins. I hope that person wins. And so – We've upped the uh, total from $400 last week for $100 winners, giving away $1,000 today, and we've said we're going to do 250 but, I mean, is there any reason why we couldn't do five at 200 Uh, I mean, we could do what we want to do. It's yeah. A contest, you know, so. That's what I think. Uh, what do you think of that, five at 200 I'm fine with that. Okay, I, I, but I've been I've been saying on in interviews and stuff we were going to do four at two fifty. All right, let's do four at two fifty this week, and then we'll discuss whether we want to do four at two fifty next week or or four at two hundred or five at two hundred. So, um, and the other thing is, tell the people, and maybe you can that all you have to do is enter once. You don't. There's not a new pile of entries. No, no. Every week, you're you're still in it, even if you don't get picked this week. Right. You can win once, and you stay in the pool until you know it, it ends. And uh, judging from uh, a phenomenal reaction to your uh, eBay auction of some of your really cool sports memorabilia from your college and NFL career, looks like we're going to keep doing this for a while at a thousand dollars a week because the Spielman Buffalo Bills jersey signed, game-worn, is uh, this morning $663 with 13 hours left. The Spielman All-Madden Team jacket, cool, very cool, super cool jacket, uh, with eight hours left is at $2,365, $2,365. And the Spielman 1984 Ohio State Big Ten Championship ring. Um, That's a championship ring, not a Rose Bowl ring, correct? No, it's the Big Ten Championship, but it says Rose Bowl on okay. it. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a Rose Bowl on there. Yeah. My name's on there. The Michigan scores on there. 
Am I not? So the Michigan score twenty one to six. Picture of the horseshoe. Uh, my name, my number. Then uh, Big Ten champs around the outside. Then Rose Bowl, I think, on the inside. He's too modest to say it, but that's a college football All American, a uh, college football Hall of Famer, two time All American, and Lombardi Trophy winners, uh, Big Ten championship uh, slash Rose Bowl ring. With one day left in the auction, is it ten thousand one dollar? Wow, ten thousand one dollar. Wow. Well, well, I guess uh, we're going to keep this going. Yes, we are. Let's we are. And let's since we're doing it right now, let's talk about it right now. Let's draw one winner right now. How about that? Okay. And okay. Uh, and then that'll give me a chance as we talk about other things to uh, find an email where they were nominated. And we'll tell you a little bit about them. Uh, first winner, Simon Daniels. And Simon nominated his sister, Heidi Daniels. Heidi is a single mom. Heidi is a flight attendant. She lives in Denver, Colorado, and she's lost her job uh, or has certainly had her hours cut back because of this. So single moms, they are superheroes, superheroes, single moms and single dads. Yeah. Uh, Simon Daniels, congratulations. Heidi Daniels, our first winner of $250 this week. Uh, get nice. your nominations in, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. And we want to shout out the official coffee of the Spielman Hooley Podcast, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, because they have great coffee, of course, and they'll give you 15% off if you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. But, but if you decide to order coffee from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters and you do not use the promo code, but you note in the comments, hey, I heard about you guys from Spielman and Hooley then they will take your discount you would have gotten, add to it, and donate 20% of your sales uh, of your order to the pool. And uh, they said if they're not happy with the amount of money they're going to donate, then they're going to add more money to it. So wow. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters already doing great things for direct uh, you know, purchase from growers in Nicaragua and Thailand. Uh, they want to get in on this because they're charitable people. They're mission-oriented people. That's why they fit the Spielman and Hooley podcast so well, and so they want to get in on it. So get great coffee and you're helping. Because a lot of people, Chris, have, re have reached out and uh, said, how can we help? We can make a one-time donation. One gentleman I encouraged to uh, give to the Mid-Ohio Food Bank, he did. He sent me the receipt, and we'll get you his name momentarily. So it's great oh, to know. We were, hoping, cool. we were hoping to inspire people to give, and people are giving. Um, well, I think what we always talk about what you give will grow and what you keep you lose so maybe oh yeah by us giving uh that's inspiring people to give and a big shout out and thank you to you and sherry for kind of managing the organization of all this sherry of course for those that know is the lovely mrs hooley and uh yeah we'll just keep it going now i mean um i'm a little overwhelmed at the amount of money that we've raised that's just unbelievable to me i was hoping we could get a thousand bucks for the ring and you know 500 or 600 for for the jackets and the jerseys so we'll keep it going and we'll see what we can do here uh our our donator to the mid ohio food bank is walter kazuski kazuski of uh, he's of the state of michigan and he sent me a direct message here uh from the mid ohio food bank Dear Walter, thank you for your donation of $100 on April 1st to the Mid-Ohio Food Bank. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it is. So there you go. All right, let's get to some sports, and then we'll get to some more winners. Uh, this morning we start with 
Caleb Wesson going to the NBA. Not a surprise. We've said he's going to do this, and he's doing it. We certainly wish him well. Uh, I'm I'm encouraged to see that some draft projections now have him in the middle of the second round, which I frankly didn't think that would uh, be the case. Well, look, you covered Caleb, and I've watched Caleb. He actually worked out with my daughter a couple times uh, in a in a off season workout uh, that a guy by the name of Scott McGlade used to run, and mm-hmm. I know that he has great skill level. I, I really do. I I just you know. I think there's something about NBA players that I see, and I don't know what it is. I just know it when I see it. Yeah. Make any sense to you? Yeah. And and maybe I'm wrong, and I could be wrong because I'm certainly not as confident in my judgment of NBA talent as I am my NFL talent. NFL talent, I you know I've been wrong, but not a lot. Uh, NBA talent, I'm probably lucky if I'm fifty percent. So, uh, the fact that he has now moved up into the second round. I think the thing that hurts Caleb more than anything, right? I mean, aren't those personal workouts huge? Yes. For NBA team, yes. And, and don't they play in some type of combine? And they can't. They yeah, have- a lot of. If you get invited to Portsmouth, uh, yes, absolutely. So I, I just think that uh, good for him. I hope he makes an NBA team. I hope he's got a chance to live his dream. Uh, the cool thing for all these guys, Bruce, that that don't. Uh, get drafted by the NBA, they have so much more uh, opportunities uh, overseas. I mean, how great is that? You can go to Australia, you can go to Turkey, you can go to Israel, Greece, Germany, uh, China. Although yeah. I don't know if I'd go to China. Yeah, I wouldn't that's, either. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the, the opportunities are for those guys. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, he is going to hire an NCAA-approved agent, so he does have the possibility of coming back to school. I would doubt that he would, unless for the factor you just mentioned, that lack of personal workouts, maybe he gets, uh, you know, I think he's a guy who could really help himself in personal workouts, and if he feels or senses that that's not going well or that, uh, I don't know, season's going to be delayed or the COVID can affect everything as we're going to get to as it pertains to college football here momentarily. But there is a possibility the door is unlocked. I wouldn't say the door is open. I mean, it is open. Ohio State's not going to say, no thanks, we don't want our leading scorer and rebounder the last two years back. I mean, of course, they take him back. I think it's more of a, with Caleb, I think this is a much different situation than a year ago when he went as sort of an investigative thing. I wonder what they'd say about me. Maybe I can get some good feedback to, okay, I lost 35 pounds. I became a better defender. I still showed I can hit three-point shots. Now I'm ready to go. I think he thinks he's ready to go. And a lot of times if you're ready to go, you better go because if you come back and your mind is in the NBA but your rear end is in an Ohio State uniform, uh, you're a problem. Uh, You don't have have as good a year. So we wish him well. Yeah, I hope he does great. And I'm going to be rooting for him. Like I I root for all uh, Buckeye basketball players. I I mean – I try to follow guys throughout their careers, and and I, I just you know I I go back and we shared this story many times. This will be new to uh, a lot of people that are new to the podcast that never had a chance to listen to us on radio. But my fondest memories with my brother during basketball season, if we weren't playing, we would try to find Ohio State basketball games on on TV, and I think they were on whatever local station, was it Channel 43 maybe, or whatever local station up in Maslin uh, that they had or Canton. And, 
you know, um, I go back to Carter Scott. I mean, Carter that Carter Scott team, Herb Williams, Jim mm. Jones, Bobby Huggins. Not Jim Jones. Williams. Jim Jones played for Marquette. Jim, Jim Smith. Trump. Jim, Jim, Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Excuse me. Jimmy Smith. I, I'm sorry. Jim Jones. I got my Cavs rewind going. Yeah. And, and, and of course, the great, great uh, Kelvin Ramsey. I mean, those those were my guys, right? Those who I didn't pretend to be NBA players. I pretended to be Ohio State Buckeyes in basketball. So my love affair with Ohio State back, basketball is deep and long, man. I go I go way back. Then, of course, when um, when I was in high school, they were older than me, but I almost – I didn't get a chance to compete them. I wish I would. It was Troy, uh, Troy Taylor and Ronnie uh, Stokes, mm-hmm. of course, and uh, Joe Konchak. I don't know if you remember Joe. Oh, Joe Konchak from uh, Canal Fulton, North, Northwest. Yeah, yeah, Northwest. So – the those lefty. were my guys. Yeah, those were my guys. Those are the guys that that I followed and, you know, made sure that we had appointment setting, watching TV time. Hey, Rick, the Buckeyes are on, and my dad would come in, and it was – my mom could care less, but it was it was great. <laughs> but it was great for father-son basketball time. I mean, and not many people know this, but my father was also a basketball official. I did not know he, that. You did not know that. I mean, I do so, now that you mention it, but if somebody just, had, you know, off the top of my head, I wouldn't have said, hey, by the way, he was also a basketball official. I do remember you yeah. telling me that once. And um, by the way, if it if it wasn't a clear and obvious foul, <laughs> it was the fastest game going, man. It was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the thing, uh, quick stories. I'm sorry to sidetrack you. No, that's you fine. Triggered, you triggered a lot of stuff. So Rick and I used to go – with my dad uh, to referee has, high school basketball games. So, you know, those some gyms get really crowded during high school boys' basketball games, as you know. Yep. I mean, I'm sure you've been to enough of them. And, like, during timeouts, or this was back when nobody cared, my dad would have us come out, and Rick and I would start shooting during timeouts. And so, of course, that led to either you're really shy or you really like the spotlight. And we weren't shy. Let's put it that way. We we go out and play one on one, and he'd be over there laughing, you know, and, and like pretend like he was officiating us, and of course never calling a foul. The only thing he would say, "Ooh, you gonna let your little brother do that to you?" Ooh. <laughs> so. That line he broke out more than a time, more than once. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Don't tell Rick that he gets a little upset. That's funny. That <laughs> is uh, that is a funny story. Um, let's transition to a little football here. Wednesday, Ohio State, the university, not the football program, the university came out with a tweet. And it said, in light of ongoing COVID-19 safety precautions and to provide certainty for our students, faculty, and staff, all 2020 summer term courses will be delivered through virtual models of teaching and learning. In other words, no students on campus in face-to-face classes for the six-week summer term, the eight-week summer term. Mm-hmm. This stretches into early August. Well, when I heard that, I was like, hmm, there's something else that begins in early August, and it's fall football camp. Chris, I'm getting more and more, uh, I'm leaning more and more toward what I think is the likelihood that the college football season will not start on time. I agree. I um, with That announcement right there seems to uh, precede other activities on campus and um i look i we need to have college football season i I think we do um 
I think people will be hungry for it. I don't know how you feel about it now. We need to have it, and we need to have it because it pays the bills for college sports. Yeah, and I think hopefully by that time we'll have a better handle of what's going on. I don't care when it starts. I just think we, the universities as a whole, and I think our country could use it. I don't say I don't want to use the word need. I say the country could use college football, and so. I don't know how that's going to look. I know that um, Brett McM- uh, McMurphy mm-hmm. of Watch said, Stadium, he yeah. surveyed all 130 Division One athletic directors, and he's got all kinds of comments in this story uh, from them. And what is interesting to me, Chris, is that there are about three, four, maybe five contingency plans here which shows me that this has already been discussed at the highest levels. These guys, I mean, they're they're anticipating that they may need an alternate, alternate plan. Right. Um, here we go with the possibilities. Start the season in October or November, concluding in the spring semester. Uh, here's a quote from a Power 5 AD. If we have to delay the start of the season, we could split it between two semesters. Some bowls may not occur because of this, but we could still play a full season, a majority of the bowls, and the playoffs. Presidents have been against this, it says, but it could mean a football version of March Madness. College football and college basketball going on at the same time. How do you feel about that? I love it. <laughs> so, I, I think that's a great idea. And I think, you know, that at some point in time, we're, we're going to get a vaccine. I just read a really cool article about something. Out, I don't know if you saw this out of the University of Pittsburgh. Yes. It's got something, got something going. So I, I, like I said, with the American ingenuity and the public and private sectors working together, I do not put limits on what we can do. Now, I understand vaccines take time, obviously, because you have to see and watch people after they get the vaccine. But for some reason, I just feel that something good uh, is going to come sooner than anticipated. And uh, I, you know, I don't know how they would do that. Uh, so you would play like, what, eight eight games in from October to December? Take They'd probably take off. a Christmas break. Uh, I don't know if they'd take a finals break. Hey, one one note. Do you have your headset mic on? Yeah. Move your headset. Move your mic a little further away from your mouth if you can. That might. Okay. That's uh, just. That? That's a little bit better. We'll just uh, see if we can improve the sound quality a little bit. Uh, they might do that. I mean, I, I'm thinking that if they get started October 1st, there's another plan, which is uh, no non-league games. Everybody plays league games only, and they conclude the season on time. So they get rid of September games. You're getting rid of the, you know, Bowling Green, Ohio State. The downside to that is, uh, number one, they would have to work with the schedules. They want everybody in the Power Five to play the same amount of league games. Right now, I think the Big Ten plays nine, and the SEC plays eight, and the ACC, I think, plays eight. So they would want everybody to play the same number of games, of course. But that would have a devastating impact on schools like Bowling Green and many, 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 many others that their athletic budget depends upon playing at Ohio State 
and getting a million dollar plus payday. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be. I think I, I don't see that happening because of that reason. And plus, what would Notre Dame do? Just join the ACC for a year? That's what was one of the things is how are they going to deal with Notre Dame? Now, one of the things they said was that Notre Dame could play everybody in the ACC since they have sort of this, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, we're an ACC member and everything but football, that everybody in the ACC could play Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. What would happen to the Army-Navy game? How? You know, what would you do with Liberty and other independents? I don't know. But they would work. I'm sure they would work that out. You might have a thing where some independents might play each other twice in order to get, you know, however many yeah. games in. But that's a possibility. Here's another possibility. Spring football. Uh, quote from the story. Just last week, a group of five presidents suggested going ahead in mid-March and moving the football season there. We could move it to the spring. A Power 5 AD agreed. Uh, would that be the preferred situation, the AD asked? Absolutely not. But the lights have to be kept on somehow. That's encouraging, and only in this sense that they're committed because of the financial ramifications to play football because of the money that's made from a lot of these schools, right? So I don't know when the season is, but at least I'm encouraged by hearing that statement that there's going to be a season sometime uh, this year and maybe in into 21. I mean, the 2020 season might be in 21. It might be in 2021, yes. More than the Bulls, more than the playoff. All right, here's the final option. And this one, to me, is the least likely, although it is, for some ADs, the most preferable. Universities determine that students may not return to campus in the fall and must take classes online, but will allow an exception for student-athletes to return to campus to compete in athletics. So you'd have fall classes online, but the Ohio State Buckeye football team would be on campus, they'd be practicing on campus, and they'd be playing. I'm assuming that goes for other sports, fall sports also. Yes, yes. I think the optics of that are bad, and I can't imagine presidents going along with it. It plays to, to me, it plays to the fact that (laughs) <laughs> we need these, We need this money. We need these kids on campus. It's not safe enough for regular students. But no, no, come on over, football players, you know, volleyball players, soccer players. Come on over, golfers. Come on over and play. I, I don't think the optics are I, – I, I view the optics a little differently than you. I don't think it's bad. I think it's the safest way – that might be the safest way to do it, to limit exposure. And, you know, I'm sure those kids hopefully will have an uh, – enough tests. I know that Abbott has a test out there. Hopefully um, my brother-in-law actually works for Abbott that uh, can get the results within five minutes. So I, I you know, what are you going to do for fans? I mean, well, I think that, if you that, don't allow students on campus, you're not going to allow fans. And that's so a bit, that's my question is, is college football profitable enough First of all, it's fed by television revenue. You need games to have television revenue. Am I correct? Absolutely. Okay. What piece of the economic puzzle, how big a percentage of the financial pie is missing if an Ohio State football season takes place in an empty horseshoe? 
would seem to me a pretty big portion. Concessions, parking. What is that, a couple million dollars a week? I would think gear sales. I mean, I would think that, you know, the official merchandise and stuff, I don't, I I would think there'd be a decline in that if people aren't buying it to wear it to games. Uh, I I think, I don't, I, 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 that's hard to believe because I can't go out. I can't even go through an airport around this country without seeing somebody in Ohio State something. I get it. I'm, I'm not kidding. I mean, you probably noticed that too. Everywhere in the world. I've been, yeah, anywhere I've been ever. I know you go, especially, you know what has a surprisingly large contingency is Ohio, uh, Arizona, right? Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> I could be in the Phoenix airport a hundred times, and I guarantee you, it's a guarantee that somebody's going to have something Ohio State on. And it's yep. not somebody sitting in my gate either going back to Columbus or coming uh, from Columbus to Phoenix. It's somebody random. I, I would I would put that number uh what, how many? What do they usually have? Try to have what? Eight home games every year. Seven yes. home games yes. every year. Eight. So I would put that number anywhere between fifteen and twenty million dollars lost. I would think so too. Uh, that's a hit they if, could sustain. Although some schools could not sustain a twenty percent hit. Ohio State probably could. So yeah. it's just to me, all this speaks to the fact that all these guys have thought of this. They have plans that they're discussing. This to me tells. Well, I think they're committed test- to having a season some way, somehow. Committed to having a season, but I think we're going to have to wrap our arms around the fact that the season's going to be a little bit different than it's been before. Yeah, and that's okay. Then we get back to normal the following year after we have a vaccine, I think. My thing with playing in the spring is, if you conclude the season in March, I mean, I guess fire back up again in August? Fire it up. Let's go. Yeah, they're young. They can handle it. Yeah, I guess. Here's here's one thing to consider. So the negative, obviously, is the fan experience, right? I mean, the positive is, can you imagine television ratings? Oh, my goodness. For for ESPN, ABC, Fox, and even the NFL. Could you imagine the NFL ratings? They'd be crazy. I don't know what we would do as a... I mean, I'm sure there's really creative people in sports TV, really creative people that I worked with at ESPN, super creative people that I work with at Fox. And I was just thinking, I wonder, like, if Tom and I are doing a game in an empty stadium, I'm, and, and you could shoot the game so you wouldn't have to basically see the stadium. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, or, or fans, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they would pipe in fan noise. I wonder. Why would I even... Why would I even think of that right now? I'm yeah. thinking of me of me doing a game. Would know? that be weird for you to do? Would it change anything for you? Uh, or is that uh, a thing you don't know till you do it? I still have to wear a coat and tie, and um, <laughs> that these are the things I'm thinking of. Right. The only thing that helps me because my voice, as you've told me many times, that I that my voice tends to. I don't have the God-given voice of Tom Brenneman or Sean McDonough or Dave Pash. So my voice tends to, like, tail off. Mm-hmm. And so what I do during the game, and this is maybe this is an old broadcaster's trick. It's not really good for my ears. At least my ear doctor tells me. Uh, actually, my son's father-in-law is also my ear doctor. It's Dr. Mike Martin, by the way. Mm-hmm. does a great job. 
helped me with my vertigo when I made when you had vertigo, I Ooh. made fun of you, then I had it, and that ain't that's no joke. No, it isn't. But anyway, all right, going back to my <laughs> you can tell I'm easily distracted here, right? Somebody jiggle the keys. Get back to you right here, Chris. Okay. I turned the volume up in my headset of the crowd noise as loud as it can go so that so I have to talk over the crowd to keep my voice to match Tom's levels. Oh, that makes sense. Nice. That's that's a little broadcaster trick that I've used or that I've been told to use over the years. Fantastic. Um, yeah, this would be interesting. Uh, Brett McMurphy in his story makes the point that if they do go with that option we just discussed where uh, they play college football, the, the kids are back, the, the players are back on campus, but the students are not, that he thinks in order to maximize TV ratings, a smart thing to do would be parcel the games out on more than just Saturday. So you'd have games on, like, you know, Maction, <laughs> Tuesday night football. Or don't whatever. we do that already? Well, I mean, but not Big Ten games, they really don't. But, well, I mean, I kind of like that idea. Well, I think it would help. The well, the ratings would be nuts. I mean, you'd watch a game that you otherwise would never watch. Or Maction, yeah. And, and, and I'm just thinking of the NFL ratings on Sunday, which would be, I, I, I don't even, I think it'd be off the off the charts, to be honest with you. Uh, let's yeah. let's uh, let's draw let's some winners here, Mister Spiel. All right, wait, real quick. I do think for those smaller conferences, the television ratings would be much better, much better, because what are what people are going to watch it? I mean, I remember real quick, Bruce. I remember doing uh, action games earlier in my career, and I said nobody watches these. Hmm. And the guys and the guy said to me, uh, "Yeah, we had a million people watch that Tuesday night game, by the way. So there you go. What, what do I know? People will watch as we established in the open uh, football games that are uh, 14 years old. Which, yeah. by the way, let me bring you a classic moment from last night's uh, Texas USC game. Here's a voice on college football that I think we all miss. Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here." He's going for the corner. He's got it. Vince Young scores. That's uh, minimalist broadcasting. Vince yeah. Young scores. And that's all you needed. Yeah. That's called uh, lay out and let the atmosphere tell the story. So that's something that we're constantly uh, trying to do and work on and something that we remind ourselves uh, throughout a game. You know, Sean and I were pretty good at that. Yeah, I'll say. So, you guys are one of my favorite broadcast teams ever. Man, you and Sean together were magic. You and, Brenneman, you and Brenneman are good together on the NFL. I like you guys yeah. together on the NFL. Sean on a college football game, I've said before, his voice just meets the moment in a in a way that is a rare gift for a broadcaster. Yeah, his timing and the thing about all the guys that I've worked with, you know, they are where they are because they're so well prepared, Bruce. Mm. It's just, you know, I don't think people understand the amount of work that these guys put in. It's like studying for a college final exam every single week and you're being graded by millions of people watching you. And yeah, every, that's true. Every every mistake you make is noted. Believe me. 
So it, it's it's fun to work with those guys. And I don't know how they do what they do because they do it a very difficult job, so easy, and it's it's just marvel to to watch and to see that play by play thing is not an easy thing. And these guys make it seem so easy. It's why I have so much respect for them. Well, what you've described before to me is the teamwork aspect of it. And the best illustration I can give of it is the crazy dropped punt, blocked punt, Michigan State scoop and score, touchdown, final play, Michigan State, Michigan, where Jalen Watts Jackson is the kid who picks up the ball and goes into the end zone. And as you pointed out, the spotter – has to get the kid's number in the moment, point to it on the page, and Sean has to, while he's calling the play, have the presence of mind to look down. That's unbelievable. See the guy's name, trust the spotter, the trust factor. There's just so many little nuance elements to that whole thing happening where it's a great highlight, uh, and it's only a great highlight because if, if Sean doesn't have the kid's name, it's not nearly as good a highlight. You know, Correct. but he's got the kid's name, and he's got the kid's name because the spotter's doing his job, and the spotter's not yeah. watching the game. He's working. If he's watching the game, he's like, whoa, he dropped the punt. But he's watching, yeah. like, i got to watch, okay, I can't be distracted by the moment. I've got to make sure I get the number of somebody who does something here that Sean's going to need, and then i got to find the number on a sheet, and i got to point to the number, yeah. and i got, like, this long to do it. You know, like, a, no time at all to do it. He did it in, like, two seconds. All that. Crazy. Two seconds. And my job was to shut up and let Sean have the moment. And that's it. That's the fun thing about broadcasting, Bruce, is that you never know when you're going to go down in one of the great calls of college football history. I mean, that's one of the great calls yep. of college football history. And I'm biased, of course, but I think of more than a few people would agree with that, especially people that wear green and white in the state up north. Yes. Uh, I know Sean hates that his voice broke during the highlight, but that doesn't impact it at all. But that's Sean. That's Sean. That's, he, was that, that's, he was that into it, yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, what do you got for winners? Let's go. Here all right. Go. Our next winner of a $250 check. Uh, we're doing ch- uh, cash for COVID-19 relief. Our winner is Brad Hahn of Tracy, California. Wow. Brad Hahn of Tracy, California, and here is Brad's email. I heard of the support to help with groceries and was sending my name to put in the drawing. My wife and I are both not working and could use anything for help. I heard of your faith and how you're selling your championship ring to help people in need. I believe I heard this segment for a reason. Thank you very much. Wow. So there you go. Brad and his wife uh, both out of work, and Chris is selling his championship ring. $10,000 bid, and uh, that one concludes basically a day from now, right? I, th- I, I think so. Now, I've had people email me and ask, you know, they not everybody can afford that, uh, but they want to contribute, and they have like a Lions jersey or something, and they want to know if they send it to me, if I can get you to sign it, and they'll send it back to them, and uh, they'll pay you like 200 bucks to sign it. Yeah, send it to you. Yeah. I said I can't imagine that you would say no to that. <laughs> no, but they have to send it to you. Yes, I know. We'll keep your address <laughs> confidential. Well, no. First of all, if they send it to you, it doesn't matter what the, the GPS is of the world. 
they're not going to be able to find it. No, that's Don't not. Worry about it. That's not. That's that's so too, totally true. So and and here's the thing. This is uh, this is my role in this. Is I, I made a joke right. yesterday on Twitter. I said, "Look, if you don't like me, uh, then nominate somebody because it makes more work for me track yeah, <laughs> through these. And as an added bonus, you know, you add more work to my day. And I am I love doing it, going and getting the money orders, and I'll handle all the mail. And Sherry and I are just you know we're not in a position right now to do what you're doing. I don't have memorabilia that would bring ten grand, or I'd sell it too." So it's just fun to be able to have a part in this and to read the stories um, of people who, um, you know, well, are need need help. Look, here's the thing. Um, I wouldn't do this without trust. And you know me, Bruce, as, as well as that. How many people in this world do I really, really trust? I mean, there might be five and you're one of them and so i wouldn't do this and the fact that um i know that we're not going through any regular charities or anything like that we're doing it because it's our thing it's it's something that like if if i'm if i'm doing your uh, eulogy or you're doing my eulogy or somebody asks you one day we're going to say, you know, the coolest thing Chris and I did or the coolest thing that Bruce and I did back in the great pandemic of 2020, we worked together as a team. We each had our role. We executed our role. And with God's grace, we helped a lot of people. So, you know, that's I, I, I have a strength. You have a strength. You trust my strengths. I trust your strength. Mm-hmm. And we put those together. We're pretty damn strong. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Our next winner is. Uh, I didn't mean to talk about our eulogies, by the no, way. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Mine's a little closer than yours, I think. Uh, from Steve Galgol. Uh, he is nominating uh, his wife, Michelle. She is a bus driver. She is out of work. And she is undergoing treatment for breast cancer. So uh, that one hits yeah. home. That one hits home. You know that one. Uh, everything going on there. So uh, certainly happy to uh, have a $250 check on the way to Steve and uh, and his wife, Michelle. All right. Uh, our final winner, $250 check. Uh, the nomination was submitted by uh, a woman named Janice Stevenson. Janice nominates her friend Elizabeth Rock. Um, and Elizabeth Rock's husband is a disabled veteran. Mm. So there you go. There are our winners for this week. Steve Galgold, Janice Stevenson, Brad Hahn of Tracy, California, and Simon Daniels for his sister Heidi, a flight attendant in Denver, who has uh, had her job seriously impacted, and she's a single mom. So there you go. Uh, How about, can you do this? Can you, can you do a little summary of the winners? In all your various writing platforms. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, okay. Glad to do that. Maybe, I think if we do that so that people can get on our, do we have a web page? We have <laughs> a Spielman, SpielmanandHooli.com. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have a Twitter page. We tackle. <laughs> I know, I know that. Yes. I know, like, we have I a Facebook we have page, Hooli. Spielman and Hooli I, Facebook page. No, that's I true. It's a great that. idea. It's a great idea to, to give a little bio on them. Uh 
you know, we may leave out last names, but uh, we'll, we'll put enough in there that uh, people can get a flavor for who our winners are. And uh, wow. you know what I might do, too, is put some of the emails up so people get the same sense. Because I'll tell you what, when you read these emails, you'll feel everybody feel what I feel, which is I wish this every single person could win. Well, that's that's it's kind of the same as when we do uh, Stephanie's Champions nominations, and the stories that I read there are just, you know, I want I want to, you want to help everybody, but you know what, mate, we're going to be helping a lot of people uh, because the cool thing is, when you do nominate somebody, as you stated, uh, that we you stay in the drawing. Just yes. because you didn't win this week doesn't mean you're not going to win next week. That's right. So it's it's really cool. So and plus, if we can kind of tell people who the winners are, or excuse me, if you can kind of mm-hmm. tell people who the winners are, and even if you tweet that at me, then I can retweet so people can actually see what the money is doing. Because you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't know me or don't know you. They want to make sure this is legit so we can this is one way of seeing what look what you're doing it also motivates people to, to contribute if they want to contribute to it so lots of good stuff happening that's awesome man yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the weekend now that made my weekend yeah it's uh it's really uh it's really great and i think that uh putting some of the nomination letters up will help um touch people to where the point where they might they will Find their own avenues to give, however that avenue is. I'm going to read you an email here, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. That's how you nominate someone. Uh, This is from uh, George Hadaway. I want to tell you and thank you uh, for the amazing thing that you guys are doing. The Lord is definitely using you to bless many people. Uh, uh, Here's one that didn't win. This is indicative of what I was saying about how it just touches your heart. I want to nominate my mum, A few years ago, she was diagnosed with cancer. She's fallen to stage four and has been through every chemo and radiation treatment available. But her cancer has remained and spread. Doctors told her a couple weeks ago all they can do now is try to sustain her. She's on a very tight fixed income uh, that hasn't been much before COVID and now is a bit worse. My wife and I were able to help her when she needed, but now we're out of work because of the lockdown. Uh, We still help where we can, but nowhere near what we used to be able to. So I want to nominate my mom. So uh, that's what I'm telling you. Everybody's story is equally touching. Everybody's need is equally real. Um, so if you guys are inspired to uh, give, uh, give to someone you know. Nominate someone you know. And uh, we have had uh, our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters have reached out. They're going to contribute to the giveaway pool as well. Uh, you can, of course, get 15% off when you use the promo code in all caps we tackle life but if you choose to give away your promo discount they will give that money back to us and add to it up 20 percent of your order to the fund to give away money for this and you know we may get to a thing where with the money we get from hemisphere or from our fans or from other corporate uh, entities businesses that want to contribute to this um, we may be able to give away more and we're, one thing we'll promise you, we'll give away everything uh, yep. that comes in, every single penny. Yep. Awesome. All right, so, my friend, uh, what else is going on in the Spielman life? You are, uh, I love the uh, distracting pass rush that you uh, put it on uh, video. 
the other day. That looked uh, like something out of the Remember the Titans intro to the field or something. There. <laughs> you see the you have to notice the little things in each video to really appreciate the artistic thought and creativity. Who's your creative director? Are you the creative director, or is that your? I am the creative director. Wow. Yes. With input from. Going to say, do I need to check with the other? Uh, actresses in that uh production (laughs) to see if that's actually legit my my little birdies like when they're in a nest and everything is their beaks are up all the time you got to feed 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 and uh, never mind hey i'm staying positive who who did we have in that offensive uh you know that pass rush uh video yesterday we who do we have in there i saw uh Kendra and Gina were in that, right? Yeah, and and so so from left to right, it was Audrey, who's my youngest. Mm-hmm. Kendra, who's my uh, soon twenty-year-old stepdaughter. We had Mace right on my left, and at the far end, Gina. Gina's kind of was the dance uh, director, and then but the creativity. Did you notice the warm-up before? Did you see me slapping the helmet to get ready to go? did see that and i also oh. heard your camera person your lovely oh. wife carrie <laughs> could not contain her laughter at one point on the filming of the video well if that is i mean just think about it if the offensive lineman's so distracted then you can speed past them with a quick rush so there you go that's that's good tips you know and there's more yeah. coming i would assume because these are as popular as uh, anything you've ever done i i I guess they're more coming. I, you know, I really don't plan anything. If I see something, do you want people to send you ideas? Uh, no, because that takes <laughs> away. No, because I don't want their ideas. That's I want true. my ideas. That's true. You know, these are yeah. showing up on a Fox broadcast at some future time. Oh, I'm not sure that's going to show up on a lot of different yeah. broadcasts at some. But you know what? I mean. The whole cool thing about that is, is there are like there are certain now some of them don't have any, but the other videos, even like the TP takeaway, mm-hmm. the TP takeaway is legitimately used. So, or the pass rush tips when Audrey is yelling "bird, bird, rabbit, rabbit" uh, on the offensive lineman's tail. I mean, all that stuff is legitimately used. Or when nothing not like coming home better twos and the offensive lineman staring me in the face. You know, those what I talk there don't use your forearm use your hands so all that stuff is is also i think pretty usable for coaches and young players uh get your nominations in for people who'd like to win spielman Hooley podcast at gmail.com follow us facebook twitter instagram uh the twitter is at we tackle uh and uh, now we transition into the faith portion of the podcast and you think real quick before you do yeah, that yeah you think the weighted best should have its own twitter account I, I don't know. I I think I I've seen a lot of people love love you. Yeah, the helmet with no face mask. <laughs> Spielman's face maskless helmet. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. I, I'm you're gonna have to wear that in the booth at some point this season. You know that too. Uh, we'll see how things work out. Yeah. Man. No, uh, be a I team guy. To... You do anything for the team. I know. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a perfect segue. Which, by the way, what? By the way, why doesn't that helmet have a face mask on it? It's broke. Somewhere in Chicago, I think. 
All right, so there I is never put the face mask on it. Never put the know? face mask back on. We have more than one helmet, and we have like when I sell these game jerseys, it's important for people to know that sometimes you change jerseys at halftime. You know, no. there's a lot of there's game jerseys. I don't. They're not. It's not just one jersey for one season. I think people, maybe people don't know that. I know you know that. Yeah. I mean, so. How many jerseys do you have in your possession, sir? Approximately. Um, d- different teams. Uh, uh, maybe three of each team, probably. Okay. So can so, players can players just take their jerseys home? Uh, I don't. I think they get charged for them. Okay. I didn't take it when I when I left each team. I they gave me like two or three jerseys mm-hmm. to take with me. Okay. Okay, but this is a perfect segue because how many times during this quarantine have people maybe, and I'm guilty as anybody now, I want to be clear about this, feel, feel sorry for yourself and feeling ticked and angry. And, you know, that's me, right? I, yeah. not, not a lot, but I'll catch myself where I need to go outside, take a deep breath and regroup, right? So I woke up to this this morning. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do all things without complaining and disrupting, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as light in the world. This is our time to uh, do all things without complaining or disrupting anything. It's a perfect time for that. Going on, continuing, as a child of God, you are now, you are the light of the world for you were once in darkness but now you are light in the world walk as children of the light continuing let your light shine before men that they may see you your good deeds and praise your father in heaven so what they're seeing chris and bruce do don't praise us praise god and finally i'll end with this and i'll tell you all those verses here in a second i say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 just persons who need no repentance. If we walk in the light as, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This is a chance when it's dark and the days are dark and, and news is grim out there. To walk in the light, man. This is just a awesome. This is like punch me right in the face today, and I love it. And uh, you know, the first verse is Philippians 2 uh, 14 and 15. That's do things without complaining. Yeah, I heard Dude. some Ephesians in there, and I heard yeah. some, I heard some, I'm gonna guess first John in there. I'll get, I'll go over. You are the light of the world. That's Matthew 5 14. For you were once in darkness. That's Ephesians 5 8. Uh, let your light shine before men, uh, before all men. That's Matthew five sixteen. Um, if we walk in the what, light, what's that? That's got to be John. First, yeah, First John one seven. And here's how you wake up: Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Arise and shine, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Time to do some good for God today. So much of it is attitude. I mean, it really is. Um, and I've talked before about the wisdom of changing your thoughts, which will result in you changing your feelings. You can't live by your feelings. Feelings will lie to you. But if you think purposefully 
and start to go down a wrong road, you know, hang a U-turn and head down a different mental road. Uh, because, hey, look, most of the people who listen to this, I'm going to say all the people who listen to this are leaders. You might say, why? What do you mean? Like, not everybody listens to this, owns a company or that. You don't have to own a company to be a leader. If you have influence over one person, you're a leader. Influence over one person. How many people have no one in their life they have influence over? I can't think of anybody. So, you know, change those thoughts, change those feelings, change those actions. And that's not some, you know, uh, touchy-feely type of wisdom. That's that's biblical wisdom. God tells us to order our thoughts the right way. All right, you know how my day started. It's April 3rd, so I'm reading uh, what chapter of Proverbs this morning? The 3rd? Uh, the 3rd, right, because I read, <laughs> I read the chapter corresponding with the date of the month. And I was thinking about how this is like working out. This is like my spiritual workout. You know, our friend Trooper Randy, who trains Ohio State troopers and who's worked in the strength program at Ohio State and can't wait to, uh, you know, go to your torture chamber and get fitness tips from you. You can't work out, Trooper Randy would say, and you would say, a workout doesn't do you, what does it do more good? If you do it every day or if you do it once a week? Every day. Every day, of course. So when I pour this little chapter of Proverbs into my uh, spiritual tank, a little bit of wisdom every day, it does me a lot more good than if I'd read five chapters one day and then take four days off. So that's why I do one chapter of Proverbs a day. Now, I do other things in the Bible, too, and you know there are other things I do for my spiritual health, but I, I love starting my day with a chapter of Proverbs, and it's amazing how much it applies to whatever I'm dealing with that particular day. So here are the final, comes from the, the near the end of the book of, uh, chapter, rather, of Proverbs 3. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be your confidence, and he will keep your foot from being snared. I find that encouraging at this time of uncertainty and where the lockdown in Ohio has been extended for another month. Have no fear of sudden disaster, for the Lord will be your confidence. And he is my confidence. And then verse that's verse 25, 26. Here's verse 27 and 28. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it, when it is in your power to act, do not say to your neighbor, come back later, I'll give it tomorrow, when you now have it with you. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later, I'll give it to you tomorrow, when you now have it with you. So I'm inspired by your uh, auction and your of your memorabilia and your willingness to give uh, money away. We've talked about some of these stories of some of our winners today. Uh, it's very touching. I think it's inspiring to people. There are a lot of emails that I've gotten from people talking about how much they're inspired by this, and we hope it does inspire uh, people to give in whatever way. And you can give more than money. You can give kindness. You can give consideration. You can give encouragement. You can give inspiration. You don't have to violate social distancing to do it. You can send a text message. You can send an email. Guess what? You can write a note. You can write a letter that somebody could keep and cherish and won't vanish into the virtual netherworld. Um, there are lots of ways you can give. 
Don't feel like, well, I'm in a tough economic situation. I can't give money. Chris, there's so many ways. When Stephanie gave, Stephanie gave encouragement. She gave hope. She gave time. She gave the gift of listening. There are just so many ways a person can give. Yeah. Well, that's it. And here's the the, the uh, widow giving the offering at the church. And some of the Pharisees, when they gave at the temple, gave a lot more than the widow. But the widow gave all she had. Mm-hmm. And so don't worry about if it's money. It doesn't matter how much you give. What's the intent in your heart? What's the intent of um, giving somebody time, right? That's a lesson I think that you and I talked about many times is that one lesson I try to pass down is the most valuable thing you can give is time, you know, to, to have a conversation with a friend, just that. Yep. Or, or now's a great time to either right a wrong from your past or forgive somebody from your past. Forgiveness is, and we talked about this in an earlier podcast, how cleansing forgiveness is. Because if you don't forgive and you carry that uh, grudge, that'll eat you up from the inside out. I've had experience with that. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is a big thing. And so if you are if you have something against somebody, search your heart and see if you can forgive them. That's giving something away. That's giving a great gift away. Yes, it is. A forgiveness, a forgiveness is a great thing to give away. Absolutely right. So uh, we hope this uh, all inspires you. We hope you'll send us nominations for people who we can help with uh, financial assistance. Uh, We hope this will live to the uh, wisdom of the words that Chris states very often, which is what you give will grow, what you keep you will lose. Um, And uh, that's our our reason for doing the podcast, is to provide encouragement, inspiration, to be transparent, and... um, you know, to hopefully help others find the joy and the meaning and the purpose that uh, he and I have found in our lives. And, uh, and what, yeah, the other meaning for doing the podcast is the joy that you get when I have to, once we get going again, drive out to the hinterlands of Hooley Manor and I, avoid the wild animals and the speeding drivers. I do miss you uh, coming out here in the morning. <laughs> Dude, the last time I came out there, again, somebody was riding my rear end on what's that first main road I turn on? Rings. uh, I mean, seriously, I'm going 47. The speed limit's 45, and they're they're riding my rear end. It has been noted before, though, that you drive a bit. (laughs) uh, It's hard for me not to be sexist and ageist here. You drive a bit like an old woman. Yeah. That's been noted. Okay. That's been duly noted. You want to talk about there's a two-time state champion with cuts on his forehead, nose, and a big <laughs> giant ass band-aid on his chin. <laughs> Who in the world could that be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I get to go back to the toxic basement today in Strongsville. <laughs> Who knows what'll what? ensue from that? Let's uh, just keep Sherry out of it. Please. She's out of it. She's staying home today for sure. For right. sure. Okay. How, All right, how's my she friend. Feeling? You feeling better? Um, getting there. Getting there. Yeah, things got better a little bit yesterday. Uh, Good from uh, from the way they started during the day. But, 
but uh, they didn't start too well. All right, I'm searching here on uh, the podcast uh, recording laptop for the out music. I don't see it, so uh, we will just bid you adieu. We thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again Monday here on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast.